Welcome to track number two of Missions Africa. I'm explaining to you. I'm explaining to you why someone would think the work is done. Because when Satan came to Eve, he explained, he explained to her why she will not need God and follow God and obey God. He said, if you have this that you don't have, this that you don't have, you will think like God. You will create like God. You will work like God. People will serve you like they serve God. You will be like Him. In other words, in other words this tree this tree is equal to God. For you, is it? Driving a car means I've got God. Balancing, balancing my account means that God is with me. I'm explaining to you why churches are empty. That if we don't embrace such messages, do not think we are better. Do nothing. We will grind to a halt. We will grind because now we are also thinking because they followed prosperity. They followed development. They prospered. They got things. And said, what is God? What is God? We have buses. We have trains. We have houses. The average, the average person has an apartment. You don't, you don't even have to work. You have an apartment. So what is God? What am I going to pray for? What am I going to ask for? So you don't see you are a pastor. You, you are a pastor. You are a pastor. You are called to save souls. You are called to build a large church. And now you are saying, I'm believing God. I'm believing God to pay my bills. I'm believing God to this. As soon as you start paying, there's no more souls to be saved. Deception has kicked in. Deception has kicked in. A few things that you have, you think you're okay. Meanwhile, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 37. You see, you will die you, when you are entering heaven. You will see the angels standing at the gate, holding Matthew 9 37. You'll be wondering, oh, why is he holding 9 37? It sounds, it sounds like 5 to 7. Maybe they have forgotten. It's 5 to 7 they want to say. But it's trying to give you a message that the harvest is still plenteous. As you have come here with your fat stomach and your fat cheeks. And you are approaching here. The harvest is still plenteous. And you were deceived. You were deceived into thinking. Using accounting principles. To explain God away. To explain Him away. It's like, we've got God. We've got God. We've got God. What else do you But the harvest is still plenteous. It's a deception. It's a disease. This one is a disease pastors suffer from. So to continue on that journey is to save yourself from that deception. May you be saved from that deception. May you be healed from that deception. That because now you have sheds. You have sheds. So souls shouldn't be saved. I, I find it offensive, you know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not God, but I, I'm just walking here on earth just like but I find it very, I find it very offensive. I, I find it very offensive. Very, very, very offensive. Because you wear shoes. And you eat bread in the morning. You eat bread in the morning. And you pay school fees. So God should go out. 
When you see Europe with a spiritual eye, you will weep. Because you will see what prosperity can do to somebody. You will see, you see how prosperity can make you less than, a, less than an animal. That you value things that even animals don't value. You will see if you, if you have a spiritual you look, you look at those people out there. Who have it's because we are not spiritual. Because sometimes we are not so spiritual. We want the things they have. And we are not careful enough to say, when I get this thing, may I still serve God? May I still follow God? But it's a, it's, a, it's a pathetic sight to see a human being without God. It's a pathetic sight. A human being who doesn't believe in God. It's a sad sight. It's a sad sight. To see someone who has served God before. And now it's like, God is nothing. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's something. It's something. Something. When you see ministers provoking their church and they themselves are provoked. That all that there is about God is to have dollars in your pocket. It's a sad sight. Sit down. It's a pity. It's a pity. Telling you. So the harvest is truly plenteous. There's more work to be done. Plenty of winnable souls. Plenty. Plenty. Hey, Satan is happy when we think we are, we are done. When we can't think anymore. We can't dream anymore. We are done. We've got it. Fifty people have come. The small hall is full. <laughs> Next reason. Wow. Are you still in church? Oh, you've left. Mm-hmm. Number five. Are you getting understanding? Yes. Have I reasons why you shouldn't backslide? Yes. Why you shouldn't start thinking about Brazilian hair? It's not salvation of souls. Hey, didn't you? Wow. Okay. Next one. It's because when we have a mega church, more workers and laborers are released to work for God. More workers. More workers. God wants more workers and more laborers to be released. To work for him. Not to come and sit by the pool. But to come and work for him. You know that guy who was healed? 
Christ's in, 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 in instruction to him. Go and work. Go and tell the others. Go, go and tell what you have experienced. Go, go and work. Go and work. Go and work. Because more workers. More workers. All of you must become pastors. All of you should be pastors. All. All, without exception. All of you. Everybody here must be a pastor. If you understand God. If you understand God. If you know what God wants. What God wants. Then all of you here should be pastors. All. Everybody without exception must be a pastor. It must be your aim. It must be your aim. And mind you, your appointment as your pastor must not be a graduation. It's just so that it just so that it must be easy for us to set you up to in the hall for more souls to be saved. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not a graduation ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> but all of you here must be pastors. Everybody here, everybody here, everybody here. It must be your aim. That that won't be enough. That means that next time we have a camera, look for a larger hall. Because every one of you is coming with your congregation. Your congregation. That's what we are talking about. That's what we are talking about. For a larger camp. A larger camp. And then when we come again, we'll say to that camp that everybody here must be a pastor. Because the harvest is plenty. It's plenty. It's plenty. In the latter part, the next part of that verse, that the laborers are few. The laborers. That's the first. That we need more workers. More workers. More people. More people to be converted into workers for God. Are you awake or you are you are you are awake? I can't see your eyes. I need to see your eyes. Okay. See your eyes. Not your eyelids. How many of you like to be a laborer? And a worker. Do you understand laborer? Laborer. Laboring. Going through difficulties. The difficult tasks. The sweaty part. The one that will make you sweat and smell. Of work. Of work. I'm working. I'm working. I'm working for the Lord. Not I'm receiving. And enjoying, but I'm working for the Lord. I'm, how many of you like to be laborers? Laborers, you work. You work for, when you are going home, you are tired because you've been working for God. You've been working for Him. Be working. You want to work for God. You would like to work for God. We need that. We need that for more souls to be saved. More souls. More souls. It's the workers that bring in souls. It's the workers. Christ came to work. He came around to work. He came to work. Is he showing me eyelids or eyes? Eyes. eyes. Okay. But are you people tired? Your, your eyelids seems to be dropping. It's not that you are tired, but your eyelids. Yeah, they are closing. We must be laborers. We must be workers. 
and we, and we must produce more workers. More workers. More people who work for God. More people who are tired for God. More people who are tired. A worker, a, a worker is someone who is tired. He's tired because of what he does. Your work is what makes you tired. So long as you're tired, you are tired in this life, but your tiredness is not a result of kingdom work, church work, that means that you are not working for God. You attend, you attend church. You attend church. I, do, I don't want you to misunderstand me that because I've gone to a camp or I go for camp, so I'm a worker for God. No, that's why I'm explaining to you who a worker is. Who a worker is. Because when you work, working produces tiredness. So the question is, what makes you tired? What makes you tired? Or what are the things that make you tired? In addition, in addition to whatever work you do, or whatever you do in life, the work of God must also make you tired. It's a culture in life culture. It's a culture we have. I don't want you to be spared from that culture. Otherwise, you are an alien to Lighthouse. You are like a foreigner. You are in the church, but you don't understand the church. A Christian, a Christian, and the church that only functions on a Sunday service and one other weekday service is not an active church and an active Christian. Because we don't go to work twice a week. Work that is twice a week has another name. You know the name, so tell yourself. <laughs> so when you, when you don't get tired, you've never been tired because of church work. Maybe rehearsals, or all night prayer, or, if, or, or witnessing. Or something, I mean something, whatever you have to do, you are not tired. You have to be tired to make you tired. If it doesn't make you tired, you haven't done enough. You haven't done enough. You can do more. If you don't get tired, it means that you just browse. You just browse through that activity. But energy has to be spent. Energy has to be spent. Energy has to be spent. You have to be tired. You have to be tired. It must bring tiredness, energy. You have to feel it. You have to feel it that I have done something. I have done something. I have spent my energy. That is, that is work. I'm explaining work. What is it that the laborers are few? It means that few people get tired in the building of the church. Few people. Few people. Few people get tired. Few people get tired. A lot of people are not tired. A lot of people attend church, but few get tired for the work of the church. Few. Very few. Very few. Very few. Very few. This is the only good that you see. It's always those few people. All the time, it's all those, those few people. And then you see, you see, you see the, you see the naive, the naive and the stupid ones. 
saying that the pastor likes this one. Why won't you like somebody who likes what you are doing? Why won't you? Why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you? Why, why won't you? You must be a blockhead. A blockhead. There's a brick in your head, not a brain, a brick in your head. To think that somebody who likes what you like is liked is, is a wrong thing. To think that way, is a, there's a brick inside your head. <laughs> why, why shouldn't I like? Why shouldn't I like the person who likes what I like? Why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't I? Why won't God like you if you like what He likes? If you like His work, why won't God like? God will. He will really like you. I'm telling you, He will. I mean, He will like you. He will like you. He will like you. He said in his word, he said, seek my, seek my kingdom. Seek the building of the church. More souls being saved. He said, try and put your heart in that. And he said, all these things, all these that I've told you that I don't think about, they'll be added to your life. They'll be added. They'll be added. He said it. He said it. He said it. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. This is your profit and loss account that you have. I'll balance it out for you. I'll balance it. I'll give you the profit. I'll give it to you. Just like me. Just like what I like. He said, this is your, your profit and loss mentality that you have developed. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Like, like what you like. Like his work. Be, be tired for his work. Be tired. But just few people are tired. Just few people are tired. The second sign of a worker is that it's, a, it's workers who have a routine. Who do the same things over and over again. They do the same things. They do the same things. So if you are not doing the same thing in the church, over and over and over and over again, there means we have few people who are workers. We need more people, more people who do the same things. The same. Same, 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 same. And they are not tired. They are not fed up. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? How many of you understand what I'm saying? How many of you understand what I'm saying? How many of you do not understand what I'm saying? How many of you don't care? The laborers are few. Few people come to church and when they come, they are the ones who are in the chairs. Few people. Few people are the ones who come to church and when they come to church, they'll scan around. This person didn't come. Then they write them. This one didn't come. They write them. This one didn't come. After church, when church, is, church closes, I'm going to look for them. Few people. The same thing. Every Sunday, every meeting, when they come, their duty and their eyes is to scan. Is to scan. Few people have that mind. So they are always tired. I mean, they are tired. They are tired because of this. 
This is what makes them tired. The routine, the repetitive nature of the activity, it gets them tired. They are the laborers. I'm explaining to you the laborers. Because it's very easy to say, yes, I'm a laborer. But I'm trying to explain to you who a laborer is, who the worker is. Who the worker is. Who is the worker? This is the worker. This is the worker. Few people in the church, few people in the church, work within a certain set of hours. All the time, they have a set of hours. That between this time to this time, in recently I called a certain pastor. His service starts at 9.30. And I called him around 9 o'clock. Where are you? He said, oh, I'm setting up soon. And I said to him that, you know what? You know what? A pastor. A pastor. If you're a serious pastor, you should be in the church before the church starts. Because you are about an hour away from the church. And it's 9 o'clock. And do you know why I called him? Because I was standing in his church. I was standing in his church. And I was telling the ashes, clean here, clean here. Move these chairs. They've arranged some unfortunate chairs in the front. And I was telling the ashes, move these chairs from the front. Put them at the back. Bring these ones to the front. And I was arranged. So I called and said, where are you? Where are you? He said, oh, I'm setting off. I'm setting off. I said, you see, I said, you see, this is someone who, who doesn't understand why his death won't work in a certain way. He doesn't understand why. He doesn't even know why. He doesn't know why. He hasn't got the reasons to stay with it and to guide him. Because so you see, your church, you should be here when your doors are being opened. You should enter the church with the first person. You should be, you should be the first person to enter the church. Because here I am, I'm not preaching, I'm not preaching in your church this Sunday morning. But I'm asking that even your pulpit should be cleaned. I said the pulpit should be cleaned. I said, move these chairs there, put it here. I said, clean this place, do this, do that. I mean, and then the person is, I mean, he's no he's oblivious of anything that happens in the beginning of the day. He doesn't even know what happens. He's setting up soon. So it means that he hasn't got set hours. He hasn't got set hours. The church starts at 9, so I'm going to be there for 8. Or I'm going to be there for 8.30. I'm going to be there for quarter. I mean, whatever it is. It's that he hasn't got set hours. As and when. As and when. Depending on, I mean, diarrhea can determine when he goes to church. Diarrhea. Diarrhea can determine. When, when he wakes up, he says, he's not saying, I have to get to church for 8 o'clock. He waits and he feels his bowels are moving. Okay, then I have to go and sit down for a while. And drink some tea for some things to Diarrhea. Your bowels. Your bowels can determine when you serve God and when you don't serve. You, don't have, you, are, not, you are not a laborer. You are not a laborer. If diarrhea, diarrhea, poo-poo, can disqualify you from going to church in certain hours. You are not serious. I'm not serious. I'm not serious at all. Your wife's makeup determines when you get to church. You're not a laborer. Your wife's makeup. She's standing in front of a mirror making, making her face up. And you are waiting. Man of God. Man of God. 
the eyelashes and the eyebrows of your wife is going to determine when you arrive in church. You are not a laborer. Man of God. The color of your wife's lips for the day is determining when you arrive in church. Oh, please. Please. Workers don't behave that way. Laborers don't behave that way. That's what the Bible says. The laborers are few. Are few. They are few. Because few people, few people that are not, I have to be there for 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock sharp, I am there. And I'm not leaving before midnight. Few people have that mind. Many people, diarrhea can determine when they come and when they leave. Malaria, flu, whatever can determine when they come and when they go. Their wives make up the color of their wife's face. The color of their wife's face for the day. The color, the color of their wife's face determines when they go to church. And I'm not trying to be funny because in the secular world, in the secular world, these things don't determine it. These things, these things. Flu, flu will not stop you from going to work. They have developed things just to, you see, just to keep them in the pursuit of money. They develop all kinds of medicines. I, I saw an advert the other day. Lemsip. Lemsip that you drink when you get flu. And you have to make the tea, tea with it. There's even an advert that now you don't need tea. You just pour it into your mouth. So they show the advert shows a lady going to work. And she's not feeling well. She just goes into her, her bag and brings this thing back. You see this coffee sachet. She just bites it open. Cuts it open. There's a Lemsip. It's like I am well. I can go to work. So when you call, you Mr. Asha, you Mr. Pastor, you Parister, you call me and tell me that you have flu. You have flu so you can't go to church. If I was your boss and I was paying you thousand dollars a month, you will never call me and tell me because of flu you can't come. Because you know I will sack you. I will sack you. That's the last day you are you. That's the last day you call that job your job. Because everything has been set up to overcome the excuses, the excuses, and the stories. But when it gets to the church, when it gets to the church, lipstick is telling me when you come. Your child's your child's diarrhea. Instead of bundling your child up and putting pampers and say, with the coming, put print it. When we get to church, we'll change you. You are telling me that my, my child my child has something. So I, I had to wait for my child to finish pooing for the morning. Before we set up. Set off. If you had a job, if you had a job, your workplace, wherever you've come from. And wherever you are aiming to go, you will call and say, you have this one, you have headache. You, you have headache. You will take paracetamol. But when it gets to the work of God, you see all these stories, all these stories, all these excuses, all these excuses, all these things, my head, my displaced, my waist, my this, my knee, my stomach, my this, my this. 
I'm showing that I'm explaining to you why Jesus said the laborers are few, are few, are few, are few. Very few people have a certain mindset. Very few have a very mind, a certain mindset that nothing can stop me from January till December. Nothing can stop me from arriving in church at 8 a.m. and not leaving till after midnight. Nothing can stop me. That's a laborer. That's a worker. That's a set of hours. Set of hours that he works in. Set. Set. So those of you who have been going home after church when the sun is still shining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you enter your house, the sun is out. Everybody look look outside. Guys, when you enter your house on a Sunday and outside is like this. Have you looked? Are you looking? Look, look outside. Daylight, daylight. Remember I told you that you are not a worker. You are not a worker. If in Zambia, Zambia, you go home and the sun is out, you are not a worker. Zimbabwe, Sunday, you get home and you look out, out of your window and you are not a worker. Lubumbashi, you go home Sunday. The check, am I a worker or not? Is that, look outside. When you see the sun, you're not a worker. You're not a worker. You're not a, you're not a worker. You are not at all. You are not at all. You are not a worker. You are not a worker. You are yet to start working. You are yet to start working. Because in light of Sunday is our working day. We have something to do. You are not, either you are not serious, you are lazy, or the person giving you the job is not a serious person. He himself, he himself has understood the work. That's why he allows you. That's why you tell him that I'm going. He said, oh, come for a hug. And the sun is out. He's giving you a hug when the sun is out. The sun is out. And he said, oh, you are off, you see. Blessing. Without asking, without telling that, sit down, sit. Sit. You are going. Sit. Sit. I will not even ask you why you go. Sit. If you don't have anything to do, I have something for you to do. What do I have for you to do? Sit. 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 Because when you sit, when you sit, it's called availability. You will see and you will hear and you will feel how things are done. It's called the SHF principle. You see. So I tell you, sit. Just sit. When it's dark, we all go home. We all go home. You don't have hours. You don't have hours to work, you see. You don't have hours to work. You don't have hours to work. You go to church any time. And you leave church any time. Do you go to school any time? And leave any time? Do you go to work any time? And leave any time? How come when it gets to the church and our Bible is using the same words, workers and laborers, how come when it gets to that, you have a time to arrive? You're older, you don't have a time to arrive, you don't have a time to leave. You just come any time you want, you leave any time you want. 
according to diarrhea and makeup and hunger. It's determining when you come and it's determining when you leave. Hunger. Hunger. Hunger, diarrhea, and makeup. I'm about to set off. It's nine o'clock. I'm about to set off. I'm about to set off. I say, hey, brother, brother, you're not serious, though. You're not serious about this work. You are not serious at all. You are not serious at all about this work that has been given to you. You say you are a laborer. A laborer. You are laboring. You are laboring. Everything within you. Everything within you. Sit sit down. down, Let me tell you a story. (laughs) Labor. 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 That's the term that is used when a lady is giving birth, isn't it? Yeah. So, when my wife was having her first child, I was with her in the room. Me, her, and the midwife were there. I've not seen Labor before. She's also not seen one before. But we're there. Then she said, she wants a pillow. So then I'll put the pillow here. Then she said, no, 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 I'm not putting that properly. She's like, she's in pain. So I have to adjust the pillow for her. I haven't seen my so I'm zealous. It's I want I want water with ice cubes and I'm hoping. She wants water. She wants water with ice. I'm hoping and running all over the place. So at the point she asked for another pillow or something. And the and the midwife called me to the side and said to me that this is not labor. She told me. She told her, don't worry, she's not in labor. She's not. Ah. Look, I didn't like what she was saying. Because the woman is in pain. I've not seen her like that before. And you are telling me this. So what, what is coming? What is coming? She said, she said, she said no, she's not in labor. She wants water. She wants pillow. She said, it's not, it's not labor. So see, a few hours time, the midwife came in again, and I was looking at my wife. She was not talking. She was just lying there. Her eyes were bloodshot, red. And they examined her to check dilation and those things. They said, "Yeah, the ready." We almost said that. The midwife looked at me like this and said. She said, now we are there. Now we are there. She said, this is it. She just looked at me because it's like, it's, like, it's like I've confused you a few hours. You were wondering what it was. She just looked at me and said, it's like now we are there. And I looked at her. She, she, was there. she wasn't talking. She wasn't talking. No sound. No movement. She was, she was saving. She was saving every energy in her. Every energy in her has been directed and focused on a particular point, on the particular point, that this baby must come out. I can't forget, her eyes were bloodshot red. I could see every string of vein or whatever. It's, it's, it's dilated. 
and she was lying. She wasn't talking. She didn't want water. She didn't want pillow. She didn't want prayers. She didn't want anything. Concentration. That's it. This is it. You say you are working for God. You say you have a heart for God. You say you are a laborer. Say you are a laborer. And after church, you are chewing pie. And you have two souls that didn't come. And you have, you have appetite. You have appetite. You have appetite. And two of your cell members didn't come. Three church members didn't come. And you are drinking Coca-Cola. You are drinking malt. You are looking for KFC to chew. I mean, you are feeling hunger. You are feeling hunger. And you say you, you, say you, you are laboring. We are not even asking you to be a full-timer to work from Monday, from Sunday to Sunday. Just your Sunday work. Just, your, just work for God on Sunday. Use your energy, your intelligence. Bring everything to concentrate on the work just for that day. Anything that let's do work and finish it up for the day. And you are drinking Coke. You don't even know where your sheep is. You, you, don't, you don't even care the way the sound went. And you say you, are, you say you are a sound person. You, you, are, you are not bothered and worried about anything in the church. And yet you say, you say you are the pastor. You, you, are the, you are the way. You are a worker. You are a worker. You are a worker. You are laboring. You are laboring. And you have, appetite. You have such appetite. And you are feeling hunger. Feeling hunger. Feeling hunger. You have time to eat. You have, time, you, have, you have enough. Too much time. Too much time. To do this, to do that, to do this. You see, I lie not to you. I lie not to you. But it's been 21 years. It's been 21 years. I can't remember when. I came to church on a Sunday and I went to one a Sunday. It's been 21 years. Different numbers. I've seen six people. I've seen 14. I've seen 20. The size of the church did not determine my working hours and my concentration and my energy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Office, office space did not determine it. I use my church member's home to do counseling. When I finish, he said, I'll come to it. I'll come to his house. His name is Pastor Ebenezer. He's a pastor in Frankfurt. He lived across the road from church. So when I come, his, office, his house was my office. I'll take over his house. I'll take over. I'll bring everybody that wants to see me, every meeting, everything, into his house. I'll walk, I will walk out of his house at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., with my wife and the baby on her lap. Because our house is far. She can't go. She has to wait. She should wait. And, we all, and she waited happily. Even if she was not happy, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, she waited. We're all there. We're all there. I'm, th- I'm, I'm saying something to you. Size. Size of the church. Size of the church. 
five people, 15 people, 50 people, 100 people did not change my working hours. There's always something to do. There's always something to do. When I'm going home, I'm tired. Going home, Monday, Monday dawn, I'm tired. Wednesday dawn, I'm tired. Till date, till date. Because that's what I understand. I understand that I have, I have to work. It's work. It's not, it's, not, it's not a holiday or just some game. It's not, it's not a, like a hobby. It's not like a hobby. Things that I have as a hobby, I go there for one and a half hours and I leave. Sometimes less. Yes, yeah, sometimes less. You don't even finish what you can do. If it's a hobby, it's not my profession. I'm going. But what is my work? What is my work? It's been 21 years. I lie not to you. I lie not to you. I have no reason in my mind that it is done. So let me go. I will find something to do. I will find something to do. I'll call for something. And I'll call for this. And I say, no, can I have this? No, can we not do this today? No, can we not finish this? No, can we, can we not do this as well? No, can this not be done? I think we should do this. I think we should also do this. I'll find something to do. I can't just get up and go. Because I'm working hours. Because I have to be tired. I have to be tired. That must be, I, it, it must tire me. That's your work. You're a laborer. You're a laborer. You're working. You're laboring. You're laboring. I don't have, I don't have energy for other things. I don't, have, I don't have energy on Sunday to be playing happy families. You say, hey, kiddies. There's no time for that. Like I'm sure you, but why? She, she didn't have time. She didn't have time for ice water. Ice water. Iced water. She didn't have time for ice. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. If you are, she was asking for water with ice cubes and, and, and pillow, pillows to get to get the positioning of the pillow right. I mean, you are you are that alive to your environment that you know that the, the pillow has not been positioned where you want it. I didn't know. I was told she's not working. <laughs> I was told. I didn't know. But the professional, the professional at work said she hasn't started work. When she starts work, you will know. Yeah. These are the signs. Concentration. Concentration. Focusing. You're focusing on one thing is necessary. One thing becomes needful. Just one thing. Just one thing becomes. Everything you have to bring it to bear. For the church to work. For the area of the church that has been given to you to work. Everything comes to that. Everything comes to that. But for many people, pastors, members, shepherds are like everything has not been brought to bear on it. So we have so many excuses. We have so many stories. We have so many things to say. So many explanations. We come up with so many different types of explanations. We say so many, we have so many things to say, including diarrhea and makeup. And flu. So many things to say. 
How many of you have understood a worker? How many of you agree that we need more workers? More workers. We need more workers. We need more workers. We need more workers. Who will go out? Who will do witnessing on Sunday afternoon? Who will do that? Who will do it on Monday? Who will do it on Tuesday? Who will follow up the lost souls? Who will look for them? The people that are missing in the church. Who will look, who will look out for them? Who is even thinking about them? Who's even thinking about them? Who will, do new, who will diligently do new believers school? And explain, explain to the new converts. So that when other religions and other people come, including boyfriends, when they come into their lives, they will have, they will have a reason why they should not fall. Who is doing that? Who is concentrating on this? That this soul must be established. Who is concentrating on it? Who is concentrating on it? Whose mind is on it? I mean, whose mind is on this? Whose mind is on it? Not passion of the church. I said a new convert. A new convert. You just have one convert. One. That is one convert. Who? Who's everything? Who sits in church and looks to the left? Can't find him. Looks to the right. Can't find him. Sad that you can't even concentrate on the message. Who is that person? Who is that laborer? Who keeps this? Check him. He's not here. Tell me who's coming. Who, who is that person? That the pastor has to say, listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Because you are turning too much. Because you are disturbed. Who is that person? Who is that person? Who, where is that person? Where is that person? That person, perhaps, is just that one person who stands behind the pulpit. As he's preaching, he's looking. Where are the people? They didn't come. So he's, he's, just, he's just going through the point. But his mind is on something else. Where are the workers? Where are the laborers? Is Christ lying when he says that the laborers are few? The labor, I'm explaining the extent to the best I can to destroy the extent to which a laborer goes. Listen, they are few. They are truly few. Truly few. Who has taken that? That's one person who gave their life. Where are they? 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 Where, where are they? Who's thinking about it? Every pastor would thank God to have somebody. To have somebody who thinks like he thinks. Who cares about what he cares about. Every church member would be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. And then the blockhead will say, you like this person more. Yes, I like that person more. I like. I like. Idiot. I like. I actually like. I actually like. And I like that person more than you. Twelve. I do. Because I like God. Because I like God. I like His work. I like what He's doing. So I like people who like what He likes. But I will not even explain myself to you. I just said it's true. I like. That one is true. I do. Won't you? 
Maybe you like the person who has sex with you. That's the person you like. That, that's why you get disturbed about somebody who likes somebody else. Because every liking means sex. That's why, that's why, you, get, that's why you get disturbed. That's why you get disturbed. Because the only people you like are the people, the people who have been sleeping with you. <laughs> That's what you like. That's as, that is as far as your intelligence takes you. And your, and your understanding takes you as far, as far as sex. That's all. That's all. That's all it means to you. That's all it means to you. That's all carnal. Is sleep coming? Is it coming or is it going? Are there more laborers coming? The next week, how many reasons do you have? Are you serious? God will provide. The shovel go is here. <laughs> The next reason is because it is, it is the large church, the mega church, the more souls being saved, is the biblical example of churches. So we must fashion, we must fashion our church, our ministry. After the biblical example, not the example of failed men and backslidden men and lack of zeal men and lack of passion. Because the people around us perhaps are backslidden, lack passion. So if you compare yourself to them, they have five. When you have seven, you say you are, you are, you are, you are, you are done. But the biblical example of churches is our standard. That is our standard. That's our standard. So when, when you read your Bible, as soon as you finish reading your Bible, as soon as you finish reading one verse, one verse, there's been many times, my quiet time, I just read one verse, including, including this morning, just one verse, I said to myself, my Lord and my God, I have to pray. The verse sends me to work. Do you understand what I'm saying? The verse... The verse sends me to work. I don't, I don't need to read a, a whole passage. When I read the verse, I say, it's time to work. I can't. The, because the biblical example that I see shows me my deficiency. Shows me things that I lack. Things I haven't done. Things I have to do. So when you look at your table, when you have your quiet time, 
and you see in one day, 3,000 souls have been added, such as were to be saved. And you are sitting in your house, drinking malt, changing channels, answering texts to the few sheep that you have. Texts to their petty squabbles and their little, little, little issues they have. Instead of presenting to them a greater issue of how can we establish this soul. Is even, even the presentation of the work belittles the people's problems that they think they have. But when you see a bigger problem, your problem becomes small. When you see a bigger problem, you will say to yourself that this problem that I have is making me just hobble. I'll just hobble around and go attend to the bigger problem. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just be limping. I'll just hobble on. Just hobble on and go attend. Because there's a bigger problem that has to be attended to. But there you are, Mr. Pastor, because you haven't had your quiet time. And you are still gloating, gloating over 50 people that came to church last Sunday because of a baby dedication. We are normally around 30, but last Sunday we have 50. Oh. So, so this week, this week, I mean, you can afford to drink malt and be replying to WhatsApp. You are chatting with your members on WhatsApp. There's work to be done. And the biblical example. Mr. Red, Mr. Red, can you stand your feet? You need to be helped to wake up. Mr. Red shirt. Wait, 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 stand, stand. He needs fear on his face. His face. Yeah. Are you happy? Are you happy? Happy, he's happy. <laughs> yeah. But your, your example is different. Your example is different. Your example is different. Your, your, what, what you use to assess yourself, your marking scheme is, is, is deficient. It lacks, it lacks truth. It lacks what God wants and what God has said. It lacks the biblical standard and the biblical examples. But you are using something else. You are using something else. You are using economic factors. Not biblical example. The pastors, we should pray for ourselves. I'm telling you. Because the Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. For as many as believed on Him, to them He gave power. 
to become the sons of God. That's, that's in the Bible. And also in the Bible, it's for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons. It's also in the Bible. So after you have believed, and you've been given the power to be a child of God, the influences of life, the voices, and the different powers that influence life can lead you to disqualify you. Disqualify you as a child of the kingdom. So as you are backsliding, you are not even aware. Because everybody around you has a midget church. And some small ministry or fellowship. And yours looks a little better than that. So you resign. You are clapping for yourself. You are texting. You are texting. You are texting. You are sending texts. Telling you, if you see someone that God is speaking to him, he rises up. He rises up. He gets on the move. You will see him assembling his key people in his church for an important meeting. That we have to take some decisions. I have decided that we should do this and do this and do this because he has, he has seen something. He has heard. He has heard something. He has heard something. He has heard something. He has heard something. He has heard something from God. He has seen the biblical standard. And the biblical standard is that the church is not a small church. It's a small church. It's a small church. Is anybody who has a 3,000 member church? According to the Bible, added to the church. Yeah. Last Sunday when you made the altar call, did 3,000 people come for it? Or even your outreach activities from Sunday to Saturday, did it amount to 3,000? So you know that from the biblical standard, there's a lot to be done. How many of you agree that there's a lot to be done? There's a lot to be done. Stand to your feet and pray for one minute. Pray. Pray that your church, your ministry, will come up to the biblical standard. Pray for yourself. Pray. 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 Pray for yourself. Pray for your church. Pray. Yes. Pray. Pray. Be praying. Wow. Pray. Pray. Yes. I can't hear you praying. Pray in the church. You're in church. You're in church. (laughs) 
Mala matu shandala badiba kapa. Pray. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Be praying. Be praying. Be praying. Yes, be praying. Be praying. Be praying. Be praying. Maka laba diba kaba shonda laba diba hapatasla. Laba dibu shada laba brandela. Plemi kapa sata. Laba diba kapa. Yedo laba hita. Femigo masisto. Maligesto. Malideta. Malibresta. Pamaliba. 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 Mako shanda. Labre diba. Kilomi. Kabata. Vemidosti, Vemidosta, Male Mato Lebediba Kabajanda Labadiba Kapa. Hey, pray. Moses prayed and said, that, Lord, that your work may appear. That your work may appear unto us. That your work may appear. That we will see. We will see your work the way we have to see it. Pray that the work of God will appear to you. That you will see the work of God the way you ought to see it. How you ought to see it. Pray. I want everybody pray. Everybody praying from the back to the front. Don't go anywhere. Don't move out of the hall. We are praying. We are praying. Pray. Pray that the work of God will appear to you. Will appear. Will appear. Will appear. Will appear. Will appear to you. That you will see the work. The way you ought to see. How we have to see. That we will see the work. We will see it. It will appear to us. It will appear to us in the manner and the way we ought to see it. Malabado shanda labadiba kabahata. Male maki balobata balebreste malikosta. Femigota lebrediba shanda labahabahata. Hey, pray, pray for yourself. Pray for your heart. Pray for your heart to receive and to see the work. Pray for the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. That the work of God will appear to you the way it ought to appear to you. Oh God, Malabasha, Malemiko, Malebeto, Malebisto, Malebemiko, Malebrenista, Malefemiko, Maledostanos, Malika, Sabata, Brando Shaba, Lebi Haba, Paliba, Dunde, Lebrediba Kaba, Melemika Balabato, Lebrediba Hapatasta, Malidoma, Libredo Starata. Starata, 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 Makimata, Brendo Lava, Liba Kappa, Liba Kappa, Liba Kappa, Dimato, Lebrediba, Semidoste, Malebra, Diboshemdo, Lemika, Bredo Sima, Bredo Sima, Dibayo, Dabato, Lebeta, Lebrendo, Labata, Lebredi, Samidata, Lebrediba Hapa, Mato, Miko, Veta, Lebedima Hata, Pandeshta, 
Makiba Kabikoste. Brenda Lebe, Brenda Lebe, Brenda Lebe, Brenda Lebe, Brenda Lebe. Shemba Lebe Diva Kabalaba Dabalaba 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 Dabakapa. Miko Dala Brenda Lebe Hitti. Plenty Costa. 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 Makimo Shemda Lebre Diva Kabahata. Malay, Mado, Malay, Madiba, Lay, Madiba, Kappa. Redoma, Shinoste. Aha, Demikoste. Aha, Demikappa. Aha, Demikeste. Aha, Demidesta. Flamingo, Bata. Bredo Mata. Bredo Mata. Bredo Mata. Bredo Mata. Pandiva, Lebresto. Makiba, Shonda, Lebrediva, Shasta. Malema doma lebra di bakapatasta. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you. Take your seats. Reason number seven. What's reason number one? That is what God wants, isn't it? That is what God wants. Do you want to do what God wants? That is what God wants. Number two is what? Satan does not want a lot of people to be saved. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. That is not what he wants. Isn't it? And what's the next reason? That's the prophetic destiny of the church. Are you ready to pursue the prophetic destiny of the church? Are you ready to fight and to battle because of the prophecy that has gone on about your church? About your church? About your church? There's a prophecy over your church. So you have to wage and fight because of the prophecy. Because of the prophecy. The prophecy should stir up a battle. Because you've heard a prophecy. What's that? What false reason? Because a lot of pastors have been deceived into thinking that what? The work is being done and has been done. It's been done and has been done. So it's finished. It's finished. But when you see what they are doing, when you see what pastors do, and what they are doing, and decisions they are taking, and choices they are making, and the amount of work they are generating, and the zeal and the passion they have, it's because they think the work has been done. Or it's being done. So it doesn't matter. Hmm? True or it's not true? It's true. But it's not true. Is it true or true? True, true or true? true. Okay. <laughs> What's the next one? More workers and laborers. How many of you think you have a fair understanding of who a worker and a laborer is? You know who a worker and a laborer is now. 
How many of you think you've been workers and laborers so far? I mean, so far you've been okay. You're a worker and a laborer. How many of you think you're a worker, a laborer? A laborer. No workers and laborers. So how many of you are going to become workers and laborers? Now, they're going to be a, lab, a worker. Okay. Properly, isn't it? They're going to be tired. Yeah. Are you going to be tired? Are you going to spend your energy working hours repetitively? You are going to do the same thing and you are not bothered. Is that this is what I have to I am going to do it until I see fruits and more fruits. White shirt, white shirt, white shirt. Please. Uh, brother, stand to your feet and surrender. Wait, wait, relax. Let him prepare. Yes, fire now. Yeah, so I think he's waking up now. Laborers. Are there going to be laborers? Is diarrhea going to stop you? Makeup. Is makeup going to stop you? What about flu? And malaria? Diarrhea. The person you have to follow up should not be follow up because you have diarrhea. Can you not poo-poo in the bushes on the way? Ah. Is that not what diarrhea means? That does not mean that poo-poo is coming. So can you not find somewhere and poo-poo and still continue? At the filling station, rest stop, anywhere. Why do you be as though it's only your house that there's a toilet? God has blessed us with a lot of bushes. And planes. <laughs> well, am I saying something wrong? <laughs> you see the agency of a soul that has to be saved. Cover some tissues into your bag. On the way, if it begins to come, it should come. It comes, you wipe the remnant, then you continue. <laughs> Is it an impossible thing? Yeah. But diarrhea can keep you in the house. Every 15 minutes, it calls you. Let's go. Let's go to the back room. Go and lie down. Hey, come, come in. Come in. The souls are perishing. Bowels. Movement of bowels. Is it telling you where you are and where you can be? What's the next reason? It's what? Hey, why can't I hear you? It's a biblical, a, a large church, a mega church. Is a biblical example for churches. And we need a biblical example. 
biblical example, not the example of a backsliding minister or, or a minister with no zeal or a minister with no passion. That's not the example you need. You need a biblical example. That's a biblical example. So you read your Bible and say, this is what the Bible says. That's what I'm doing. That's our standard. That's our standard. Not a pastor that you don't even know what is wrong with him. You don't even know. Because, because he won't tell you. You don't know what is happening with him. So he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. One gentleman was telling me, he said, he said I, asked, I asked my pastor that can we have a, a kind of a prayer retreat. He said, our pastor said no. So I said, why? Why, why did the pastor say no? Why, why, why did the pastor say no? The pastor said no because we have, he said, because we have a convention in a month's time. Mm. In a month from the date we have, we have, a, we have a, a, a convention. So we can have a prayer retreat this weekend. So you don't, you don't even know the disease that the leader is going through. He has a disease. That is, so you, if he is a standard, if he is a standard, nothing will be done. The whole atmosphere is so cold. Everything is frozen. Nothing is happening. Zero momentum. There is no momentum. There is no activity. And that's your standard. So you must have your quiet time. Have your quiet time. So we're going outreach. Why you we have a prayer meeting? Why you have this? We are doing something. We just have it for the church. Because you can see it's three thousand souls that you need. Mm. Wow. Next one. Number seven. No problem. No problem. It's also a number. You can decide to say ten reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we must have a mega church because in a mega church more people are involved in prayer against the power of the prince of the air. Now you, you have to understand therefore that in the smaller church you are operating below the required capacity. To do well as a church. So you need, you need more people. More people. To be involved. To be involved in the prayer. In the territory that you are in. In the territory that you are in. If you are to have a large church, you can't have five people who can only pray once a week for three hours. You need, you need, more, pray, you need more prayer than that. You need more than that. 
more than that. So you better double up. So you can have more prayer. And therefore more souls released. Ephesians 7, let me read the Bible to you. Let me read the Bible. So it doesn't sound like we are using common sense. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6 <laughs> and verse 12. Have you seen Ephesians 6? Reading from verse 12. It says that for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's a, oh, you see, immediately, the first few words of this verse tell that there's, there's, there's a battle going on. There is. There is. Church work is a battle. It's a fight. It's a war. It's a war. There is. So, understand, understand, understand. Is it recently a pastor was talking to his church member? And as he was counseling, he had, you know, a lot of complex issues. Every issue is complex. So, a lot of complex ones. So, as the pastor was talking, the pastor himself realized that we can't use common sense to reason through these batches of complex issues. No, I'm not exaggerating. It's not like she had a complex issue. She had batches. Each, each issue is complex. It's intertwined with different things. You, you, can't, easy, you can't easily find your way around it. Have you seen cables that are intertwined? You don't know where to start from to untangle them. You don't even know where, where to, I mean, where, where did it start from? How, how did it happen? Yeah, so each issue is weaved. So I was talking to the church and said to the church, you know what? You have to pray. You have to pray. He was telling me, he said, she was so disappointed that he has brought in prayer. Wow. She was so disappointed. She, she wanted him to talk. You see, you see, we are raising a church that we feel is based on speeches. Based on speeches. Nice speeches. And maybe nice sermons. So we relegated, we relegated prayer to the status of an unwanted stepchild. Is that when we want you, we'll call you. We'll call if we need you, we'll call you. So we don't want you around. Stay somewhere. Stay somewhere. Stay somewhere. Another pastor was saying, he said, a church member, another church member came. It's a complex issue. And this lady pastor said, I still to him, he said, Look, look, I'm going to fast with you. Let's fast. And then let's meet in church to pray. So this day, said, be fasting and praying. Then the Friday came when they had to meet. So Friday, she went to the church. She's praying. She said, ah, the church member is not coming. So she took her phone and called the church member. Where are you? Are you, are you not coming? The church said, am I not coming? Where? Where? I, I should come where? She has denied. She has not been eating. 
will not be eaten. And she called the person with the problem that this one, this one is prayer that can resolve it. Calling on God to resolve it. You, your sister, you are asking, you say, the thing I said, I should come where? It's like, where? I mean, what, what, it's like, what, are you, what are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? What, what are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? You see, this, this on one level, the prayerlessness is at a certain level. The lack of appreciation of prayer in what we are doing is on one level. That when you take it to the level of building the church, you even see more prayerlessness. More. You see more. More people, who are, more pastors, shepherds who are out of prayer. I mean, there's nothing like prayer for the church to work. That we have come, we have come. Our prayer topic, our prayer topic is growth of the church. It's almost as though that, that, that's not what we need. That's not what we need. That's not what we want. The pastor even hasn't, hasn't even got the, the strength to go to church and say, our prayer is that we are praying that 50 more souls should be saved to be added to the church. 100 more. We are going to pray through to release souls. We are going to point to the north and say, north, give up. South, give up. It's, it's, it's almost as no, you know, that is not it. That's, that is not it. That is not it. So prayer is like some remote, it's like some remote something. Remote something. Remote something that is that. Remote. Meanwhile, the scripture is saying that, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, 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 take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins get. get Get about with truth. Then he goes on. No, 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 no. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto. That means that still in prayer, you, now you have to practice the watching. The being alert and alive. Being vigilant in prayer. No prayer and slumbering. He said all prayers and then also the watching. The watching. There unto. See, still in the prayer spiritual mode. Being vigilant in spiritual mode. Staying up. Being on the watch. For church growth. For church growth. Jesus, he said it. He told us. Are you listening to me? He said it. He said, how can you go into somebody's house and go and collect his iPad whilst he's sitting there looking at you? Free. He's just finished having breakfast. Then you come to his house. You come to his room and he's sitting there 
alert. He just finished breakfast. He's strong. And then you are taking his iPad to work out. He tried to explain to us for us to understand that you, you want 50 more people to come to your church. And you won't first, first, beat up the owner of the iPad before you take the iPad. But you are sitting there, you are, you are, you are, even, you are just sitting there, it's like, the iPad, it will come. I see an iPad coming. I see an iPad coming. That's the type of agenda some, some, some of us have towards church. Like the growth of the church. Instead of thinking, the person who controls and influences and prevents the people from coming to church. Instead of thinking how to deal with that person. How to first bind the strong man. How to arrange different groups of people to be praying through the week. Through the week. To have prayer. I said, if prayer, if prayer can be quantified, you desire, you need a lot of prayer to achieve, to move up one step. A lot. Then you will see that you need another, another set of prayers to move up again. So as you are sitting there at the beginning of the year, you've done 100 hours of prayer, you, 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 feel, you feel content in yourself. You feel content in yourself. That everything has been covered. Everything is accomplished. It's because you, you, you don't understand what you're doing. You don't understand. You'd rather be hungry. You'd be hungry, eager to have more people so you can introduce more prayer into your church. The more people you see, the more prayer timetable you must develop. You must develop an even better prayer timetable. The more people you see, the more, the more you see. You must, you must, you must start salivating and become hungry. The more prayer is going to have because Jesus has explained it to you. He has said to you that, look, if you want more people, you want more people to come. Think about the person who controls, who influences, who prevents the people from coming. The people from coming. So if you need more people, you need more people to pray. And the more people will give you more prayer. The more people will not give you a party. The more people means more prayer. More prayer. More prayer. You don't have a lot of prayer. You don't have a, you don't have a lot of prayer. And therefore, you don't have the increase that you need to have. Because prayer is not there. The more people is linked to more prayer. And the more prayer is linked to more people. So you need the more people for more prayer. You need the more prayer for more people. So the few you have now, you have to use them to the max. For more people to come. And then when you see the more, as, as you see the more people, think that even more people can come. So how to release the more people into more prayer. Because the man is sitting in his house with his iPad. He said, you want the iPad? 
You want the iPad? It's your iPad that I want. It's your iPad that I want. You think about yourself. What will make you become a church, a church-going person? Why would somebody like you go to church? Why would you want to go to church? Somebody must have prayed for you. Somebody must have prayed for you. Because church didn't make sense to you. It didn't make sense. I'm going to church. It didn't make sense to you. Somebody must have prayed for you. For your thinking to even change. For you have the willingness and the heart that I'm going to church. And there are many other people. It's of thinking, let's pray for them. Let's pray for them. And therefore, let's have more prayer. And the more people, the more people will bring more prayer. You'll be able to have prayer every day. Every day. Every day. Every day you have more prayer. You have different groups of people. Different sets of people. Different types of prayer meetings. Because you have more people. That will give you more prayer. That will give you more people. More prayer gives more people. And the more people gives more prayer. And the more prayer gives more people. And the more people gives more prayer. And the more prayer gives more people. Oh, you see more people than you are sleeping. Is that it's finished? We've done it. More people. Let's ask for more prayer. More prayer. More people. The more people, more prayer. Then the more prayer, more people. Then the more people, more prayer. More prayer. More prayer. That's what you have. So your 20 people you have in your church now can afford just Friday all night. So you maximize your all night fully. Then you see suddenly you have 75. So now the 75 introduces into your church Friday all night, Sunday evening all night, Saturday weekend prayer retreats. Now you're having more prayer in different groups and different settings. And therefore you have more people. More people. Because different types of prayers. Some with fasting. Some without fasting. Some for six hours. Some for three hours. Because you have more people. You have more people you can use. More people you can use. And they will give you more prayer. And the more prayer will give you what? More people. And when you see more people, it's all sitting there. Think. Think again. And say to yourself, more prayer. More prayer. More prayer. Say to yourself, ah. No, I can actually have people who can pray on Wednesdays. You have people who can pray on Wednesdays. I didn't have it before. So the Wednesday prayer people will give you more people. That will give you more prayer. Sit down. Wow. Are you happy with more people? Happy with more people? And more prayer? And therefore more people? 
And therefore, more prayer. Yeah. The larger church that you want is based on more prayer. Yeah, it's based on more prayer. More souls shall be saved. More, more souls will be saved. Plenty more souls will be saved. More. You have it more. Because of the prayer. Not flyers. Not flyers. Not leaflets. It's the prayer. The difference will come from the prayer. Not the flyers that you share. Mm. Okay, the next one, the next reason, number eight. Some of you are good at counting. I don't know that you're encouraging or. Just call it the next one, okay? <laughs> the next reason is because more people would generate more expectation. More expectation. Do you know what expect do you know the do you know the spiritual term or the biblical term for expectation? It's faith. So your church transforms into an atmosphere of faith. And in the atmosphere of faith, all things are possible. All things are possible. When you measure in your in your small church, there are something even the pastor you can't even dream. You can't even say we'll start branches. There'll be branches here. Who will be who will be the who will be the pastors of that branch? Who will go and branch that church? <laughs> but the more people, the more people create expectation that everything is possible. Everything can be done. It can be done. It can be done. It can be achieved. We can do it. We can have hundred churches in Zambia and have hundred churches in Zimbabwe. Because when you start you can see you can see the more people. And you can see the more expectation. And therefore, with faith, all things are possible. It is possible. It is the possibility is there. Because the expectation is there. Expectation. We can do it. A lot of people believe. A lot of people believe. A lot of people have hope. A lot of people have the drive and the desire that it can be done. It can be done. We can do it. We can, even the, pe- the least person in the congregation will say, yes, I can do it. I can also do it. I will also join. I also, so a lot of things are achieved. A lot more things are done. A lot more things can be done. Because the church is growing. The mega church brings more expectation. And the, the biblical word for expectation is what? Faith. Faith. There's faith. We believe. We believe we can. We believe we can. We believe we can do. We believe we can do. Our currency, the church, our currency is faith. We use faith. We spend, we spend faith. We spend faith. That's what, that's what we've been spending. We've been spending our faith. That we can do this. We can do that. We can do this. We can do that. That this can be done. We say this. This can be done. This can be achieved. That's the life we have. That's what we've been doing. We can do this. We can do that. We can go here. 
can start here. We can start there. We can plant a church here. We can go to this kind because there's, there's more expectation. As we see this, what else can we do? When the pastor speaks in the air, everybody says, yes, it is possible. Yes, it is possible. Yes, it can be done. More expectation. Are you excited about more expectation? And therefore, more faith. Next one. Number what? <laughs> it's called next one. Or number nine. Which one? Next one. Next one means that the larger the church, more evangelism. More evangelism. More outreach. More outreach. Reaching out. More outreach. The reaching out. The going out. There's more outreach that can be done than the depressing announcement on Sunday after church when no one is paying attention. That on Saturday at 2 o'clock we are meeting. We are meeting in front of the junction to go on outreach. And nobody comes. There's the pastor and his wife. No, I'm trying to. <laughs> It's very, I mean, when you look at it sometimes, it's, it's quite, it's a, it's a nice effort, but it's quite depressing. On Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. in front of the junction, you are meeting for outreach. When the pastor gets tired of that, he, as he starts by saying, as usual, on Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m., when you go to a church and you hear the pastor making an announcement, he says, as usual, as usual, on Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m., we are all meeting in front of the junction. For outreach. Then you know that there's a problem. There's a problem. But in the mega church, more outreach in different forms. You can have breakfast meetings. You can have lunch. You can have movie shows. You can have carnivals. You can have different, different types of outreach. You see, it, it catches different types of people. You see different types of people in the church. Because you have more people. You have more people in the church. You don't have Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. Saturday, Saturday is a day when in your mega church, there can be six, three, four different types of outreach programs going on. When you have a mega church. When you have a mega church. So you see, two will come from this outreach. Two came from this one. Two came from this one. In your church, you have eight souls that have been saved. Ten will come from here. Ten will come from this one. Ten will come from here. Tell them in your chair, you have 40 souls that have been saved. How many think it's a good idea? Put your hands together for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Please take your seats. So, you guys have been singing for a very long time, isn't it? It's a blessing. Are you happy you've been singing for a long time? Oh, are you happy? 
Why, why are you so quiet? Are you happy? Yes. Those are you are you happy? Yes. But the people in the middle here are not happy. One, two, three. Are you happy? Are you happy? So I have to go around and ask you one by one. So I'm asking all of you here, are you happy? Okay. Oh, those here. Those at the back here are not happy. Back. Okay. There are some cool sections and some exciting sections of the camp. But I think we are blessed, isn't it? We are blessed. Let's go through what we've uh, done so far. Very quickly. Do you remember what we've done so far? Yeah, so let's go through it quickly. We're talking about what? Ten reasons for a mega church, isn't it? Ten reasons why we must have a mega church. Is it nine? Oh, you had nine. You didn't didn't get ten. You didn't get 25 either. You got nine. Why? You don't know why. Hmm? You did what? The next point, the next one. Where's the brother who was counting for us? It means he didn't count well. If we had nine, then he wasn't counting well. Okay, so what's the first reason? That's what God wants. How many of you here, I'm asking all of you, I'm asking all of you, how many of you here want what God wants? You all want what God wants. You all like what God likes. Yeah, that's good. Because So God wants a large church. So we must all want a large church. Okay? Are there people hanging out there? Can we all come in? Can we all come in? Who is the gentleman out there? Is he a businessman? Is he selling something? But he needs to meet the customers out there before they come in. Is he a church member or a salesman? Okay, and the second reason is what? Satan does not want a lot of people to be saved. Everybody, please give me the second reason. Number two is what? Satan does not want a lot of people to be saved. How many of you believe that? Do you believe that? So are you going to go against what Satan wants? You have to go against it. Against it. As soon as you become happy with a few people, it means that you are saying that you are okay. You are okay with what Satan wants. Just a few people and you are okay. No more drive, no more desire, no more hunger. No more passion for the church to grow. It means that you want what Satan wants. And you know, when you have good reasons, good reasons, isn't it? people have good reasons why you shouldn't continue doing what you are doing. And it's because Satan, Satan is giving you good reasons. So you have to go against it. Are you ready to go against it? Yes. Number three is what? It's the prophetic destiny. 
of the church, isn't it? The prophetic destiny, that is the latter end, will be greater. Though your beginnings were small, your what? Your latter end will be, will be what? Should greatly increase. So that's the prophetic destiny of the church. It's not for shoes and shirts. And shiny cars. That's not you don't you don't take verses and just apply it on shoes and shirts and, and hair hairstyles. That the latter end, though your hairstyle today is small, the latter end of your hairstyle should be greatly increased. How can you take a verse and apply it to such a thing? When souls are perishing. When John three sixteen is staring at you and saying it's I mean it's so clear that for God so loved the world that he sent to some that none should perish. And then you, when you read the scripture, you apply it to shoes and to shirts and hairstyles and polo shirts and jeans and houses and cars. When he said he sent his son to die for the world, you, when you read his prophetic statement, that the latter end of the church will be more glorious than the former. I mean, glorious in what sense? Glorious in which way? Glorious that you wear nicer clothes to church. That you drive nicer cars. Is that, is that the prophecy? I'm asking you a question. Is that, is that the prophecy? How come therefore, that's the only point to which we have believed God. That the latter end, though there be two cars today, there shall be 70 cars tomorrow. I am. <laughs> Are you understanding? So we are going to see church. We are going to see more souls saved. More souls saved. Be guided. Or let's be guided by John 3.16. John chapter 3. Let, let it guide us. Let it guide us in everything we do. We must be guided by John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That anybody at all who believes in him should not perish. Should he, he shouldn't perish. He shouldn't perish. Nobody should perish. God doesn't want anybody should perish. And because of that, there is a prophetic destiny of the church. That the latter end will be more glorious. In other words, more souls will be saved. 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 If today you make altar calls and two people get saved, you should rather be saying to yourself, one day I'll make an altar call, 50 people will be saved. If you make altar calls today and 50 people are saved, you should be saying to yourself, one day I'll make an altar call and 500 people will come to the front. That the prophetic destiny of the church will be glorious. Not that today you wear polo shirt, tomorrow you wear long sleeve shirt to church. Wow, why? Is it not sad? Wow. Oh, I think you can clap better. Wow. Wow. God bless you. Take your seats. So the prophetic end of the church will be greater. And we are going to walk by that and be guided by that. Hallelujah. Oh, say amen. 
Say a better amen. amen. Say a greater amen. amen. Say a higher amen. amen. Fantastic. I think we are blessed now. Now is the time to receive our own father, our own pastor, our own bishop. Please stand to your feet now with a clap, shout of joy, and let's receive Bishop to the microphone.